Hey guys, what's up? What's happening? Thanks for tuning back in. Uh, this is like the sixth time I've tried to record this. Um, the recent purchase of a Blue Yeti has not done anything to help my, my recording days because uh, yeah, it, for some reason it keeps disconnecting and it's, it's getting really annoying. So I'm back to the old headset mic. Um, so I mean, if you guys have been following me the last you know couple of weeks and or even listened to some of our recent podcasts, um, the the mic seems to be working fine actually. Um, what is scary about a mic not working is that I could face a dilemma where I'm interviewing a you know a potential uh, person on the podcast and then that mic cuts out. You know, I try to do these things in kind of one shoot, so then I've got to change mics and I've got to re kind of hash the interview and. You know, I feel like sometimes if you have to redo the interview, you lose the kind of initial flow or or um, stream or advantage you had at the, at the first time when you ask them these questions. Um, I feel like asking the same questions over and over again, it can get really repetitive. So, yeah, I'm, <laughs> think I'm probably going to have to invest in a new mic at one point again, um, which really annoys me because I spent good money on getting that mic, um, even secondhand, and yeah, it's... It's basically not working properly, so yeah, I'm probably going to have to replace it. Um, anyway, uh, so you're probably wondering what this episode is or what I'm doing here. Um, so this whole section is called Thinking Out Loud, and it comes from um, listening to a fellow YouTuber and a fellow artist, um, Ahmed Aldori. If you listened a couple of weeks ago, you would know that Ahmed was a guest on the podcast, and, and we talked about various things um also if, if anybody was listening um and listened to the fact that i was supposed to be going to japan um that fell through so that is no longer happening and um, so i want to kind of plan b just now but i'm working i'm doing freelance bits here and there from different people um still haven't landed that studio job but i've been told that the average time between graduation and your first gig in the game industry is about two years so um that's just a little bit more disheartening because um you know i'm older i'm a lot older in fact uh as i'm recording this um it depends when i'm going to put this out it might even go out um, on the same day but um tomorrow the 22nd um of august it will be my birthday and i'll be 34 years young so it's it's uh it's a momentous day i'm really chuffed that um i'm getting older because um it's, it's always a great thing to get older, but at the same time, it comes with its own worries. And this is kind of why I'm making this episode, why I'm talking about this stuff, because, you know, listen to Ahmed's podcast, um, or Med, I should call him. I'll call him Med from now on, because he prefers that. Um, Med Pettyway's podcast, the the Medcast, um, I'll link it below. And he talked about a lot of his own fears and upsets and things that were going on in his life that um, were kind of causing him stress. And uh, he also brought up a really solid point about negativity and internet and being kind of um, beholden to that or, or at the mercy of that. And it made me just want to make this episode because early on uh, in the podcast career, you guys might not know because it goes a couple of years back, but my first couple of attempts at this before I got really official and I started doing episodes with Colin Cyril, um, it was just me talking. But at the time, you know, I, I was so young in the industry and I didn't really know enough to where, you know, I was sitting saying to myself, why would people listen to me? Why would anybody want to take in the information I'm talking about? Because, you know, I don't have a lot of experience. But now, you know, I've not got that industry job yet, but I've spoken to enough industry people that I feel like, you know, I've got a decent handle in the industry. I could talk solidly about it. So, yeah, um, 
I want to make this episode all about negativity. So when I look back at my career, because I think I, I kind of I kind of hit an epiphany at one point, um, either today or, or yesterday, where I look back at my early career on YouTube and things I was doing before I became an artist. So I used to run um, multiple eventually, but one initially uh, YouTube channel. Um, I don't really want to say the name because the videos are so terrible. But that's not the point. What I'm talking about is that I, I ran a games channel years and years ago on YouTube. Um, a lot of the videos are still up. You could probably find them. But when I made those, you know, they were very unprofessional. Now, I say unprofessional. I say unprofessional in regards to I didn't have any solid recording equipment. I didn't have any, I say fancy titles. I had... I had an iMac is what I had. I had one iMac, and this was an old school iMac. It was the 21.5 inch iMac from like 2000 and, oh, 2004, 2005 or something like that. Um, so I had one iMac, that's all I had. And I used the webcam in that <laughs> to record me talking about video games. I think my first ever video that I'd done was The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time because that game is like, you know, the Legend of Zelda is my favorite series to begin with. You probably heard me and Akme talk about this, but um, that game for me is like one of the finest game series ever created, especially Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild for me is like not only the best Zelda game ever created, it is one of the best video games ever created, which you can look on the scores and see that, you know, it got 10 out of 10 perfect scores from like nearly 40 outlets because it is probably the adult version of Zelda we all wanted. The fact that, especially there was no Navi, right? Navi basically died, never came back, and there was no guide. You were just sent into the world, here's a mini-map, here's a couple of swords and bits and pieces, go. And you were just thrust out any adventure. And I loved that. So, video games aside, and I'm kind of I'm deviating. I might even do a section at one point in this podcast about video games, but that's that's probably going to die with it. Anyway, I've done those videos... And I didn't really care at the time because YouTube was still really small, right? This is in like the beginning days of YouTube because I think I first launched my first video in like 2008, I'm going to say, roughly. Um, so back in those days, like YouTube was in its infancy. Like it was just, you know, like PewDiePie and Jenna Marbles and all those big channels that are huge now. They were like just getting started. They were making their first content um, and it's similar to what PewDiePie talked about. It's what I'm going to talk about is that when I made those videos, you know, I made videos for a long time before I got anybody to notice what I was doing. Um, you know, long story short, those videos eventually got me a job working in games media. And I got to go to events and I got to talk to developers and interview them. Um, there's still a couple of interviews I've done, you know, locally. They're up on that website. I interviewed um, one of the main PR guys and, and guys that were involved in the first Batman Arkham Asylum. Um, when Wii Sports was just a thing, I got to talk to some guys from Nintendo. I got to talk to some guys from um, the PlayStation Eye camera game, the pet thing. Um, it was a couple of guys at an event I went to. And, but that, that lasted for a while and I got to do reviews, blah, blah. So there was a lot there that opportunity came from. And I wasn't making those game videos to, you know please anybody but myself like, I made them because I wanted to make them you know I was like I'm going to make game videos because I love video games and I want to talk about them I don't care if there's one person listening or a hundred people listening 
Um, I just want to make them. And I put, like, you know, my heart and soul into them. Like, you know, as m- the more I'd done, the more I would, like, add titles and I would add music and videos and start making funny jokes and things at the start of the video. Um, even wrote my own theme song and recorded it um, on, like, GarageBand. But <laughs> it's, like, the best thing ever. And, you know, people always talk about how Steve Jobs kick-started the creative career. That iMac was my beginning and what would be the entertainment industry and and eventually yeah i even auditioned for ign i wanted to go and work as a games media consultant with them uh, which never really happened uh, i think at that time that was the competition where keza mcdonald uh, went to write for them um i think either that or she did get hired legitimately but it was around that time and uh yeah so i done all that off my own back and you know you would occasionally get negative comments or people would put stuff on about you know, your stuff's terrible or blah, 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 or something to do with my weight and whatever. But then, you know, at the time, I was just so driven by being passionate about what I loved and, and doing what I loved that I didn't really give a, I mean, I didn't really give a f- about what people were going to say to me. Like, you know, I mean, seriously, fuck all those people. Like, they could seriously go suck a dick. Anyway, so <laughs> basically what... I, I wanted to say was that, you know, I didn't care back then. I didn't care who was watching or who was saying I was good or not. I just, I just loved what I was doing. I just loved talking about video games. It was a huge passion I had. I've always had a passion for games and uh, entertainment media in general. And, you know, yeah, I just made more and more content. I made more episodes. I went from releasing like one video a month to like one every week. Then every couple of days I'd maybe do an update or some gaming news stuff. Um, there was a ton of stuff I'd done. And then as I grew older, because that was around the time or closer to the time when um, I was thinking about changing careers and then eventually I left my job in 2012, um, you know, the internet started to take its toll on me. The more and more I dived into the machine of the internet and done things like, you know, looked up really bad news stories about the world or conspiracy theories or what was going on with the presidency and blah, 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 blah. It just sunk me into this deeper and deeper dark hole. And then obviously as my channel grew, I think I got to like a couple of hundred subs. Um, The pressure I put on myself mounted because then I was like, well, there's more people watching now, so I need to make my stuff better and more professional. I need to do new titles or, you know, and I think it was like, when Ahmed talked in his podcast, he was like, you know, initially I just sat there and talked, but then I was like, you know, oh, I need to make sure my stuff's, you know, my content's really good and I've got something, you know, relevant to talk about and I need to have it structured. And then the more pressure he put on himself, the less he wanted to do it, right? So what does this all boil down to? Well, this all boils down to my career so far in the games industry. Um, when I've started taking it seriously, I would guess, would be the proper term, when I went to university in 2015, that's when I started, you know, really thinking about what I want to do and how I need to start making connections. And then by the time I had finished in the summer of 2016, my second year, because I went into second year first, uh, I skipped a year. So when I went into second year and I finished that and I was going into third year, uh, that summer was my first summer I went to industry workshops 2016 and I met a lot of industry people that was a monumental shift in my career because 
even up till then I had been kind of drawn for fun and myself and not really giving a shit about what people thought of my stuff. But then I was like, oh man, you know, going to these talks with, you know, Marek Maggi and Titus Lunter and Mike Hill, I was like, you know, stuff needs to be this good, it needs to be this realistic, it needs to be this standard. Um, and yeah, I just put a ton of pressure on myself to be like, you need to be this good and you need to be this good really quickly. Um, and then just listening to those negative voices over and over again, and it was really hard because I totally understand that it's People can say you can block out the negativity and be positive all the time, but for me, I was so sensitive and have been sensitive all my life. I'm just really quite empathetic to people a lot of the time. So if somebody cries, I feel really sad. If somebody throws up, I nearly throw up. I can like almost feel people's energy. It's kind of hippy-dippy as that sounds, but I, I seriously kind of, I can feel like if there's a negative, a really tense vibe in the room, like I just totally, it eats me up. You know, if, some, if there's a huge tension in the room, if someone's really angry, I kind of sit and I'm like, oh shit, oh, you know, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Whereas most people would maybe be like, or well, you know, most people who don't, concern herself with that stuff would be like ah you know whatever and um who gives you know who cares and just let it you know pass over me i don't really care um but i do like that stuff really eats at me but then that's just it, it was the same with youtube right youtube was getting to a point where there was so much negativity on stuff i was doing that i didn't want to deal with it anymore and that's why i stopped a lot of my gaming stuff because people were you know stupid stuff like they were calling me fat and they were calling me you know, or didn't know what I was talking about, or they would correct me and stuff, and just loads and loads of comments that were really negative. And then eventually, rather than, you know, pushing through that and making more content, I just shut down and I was like, oh, well, you know, like, this, I'm, I'm not going to make any more stuff. I'm just going to come off the internet and not do anything. Um, and then that was kind of the same with um, with my art stuff. You know, the, I was so, at that time, because I had been you know, going to so many talks and talking to so many professionals and I saw all the amazing work, I was like, I'm never, I'm never going to be this good. And every time I'd done something, I was like, that's terrible. And then if people would even just slightly reinforce that, saying, no, that's that's terrible, then that would just eat me alive and I wouldn't be able to make anything and the voices would win. I remember a, a absolutely specific uh, example where I'd done one of my first ever photo bash um, pictures if I can find it, I'll, I'll try and put it up in the, the podcast. If I found that photo, you're looking at it now. So I'd done this picture, and at the time I thought, when I finished that, I was like, that's pretty good. Now, that's something I really say about my work. But at the time I was like, that's no bad. That's no great. But for a first attempt, and this is the first time I'd ever done anything like this, I was like, that's pretty good. That's a decent attempt. And then the people I was in university with at the time uh, got wind of the, the picture when I posted it and they were like oh this is really cool did you paint it yourself and I tried to explain to them well no this is a technique called photo passion and then like a lot of people kind of descended on me and said oh dude you know you should really paint things yourself that's totally cheating that's totally not how drawing or painting works you know you didn't draw any of this this is all just photographs this is this is terrible this is trash blah 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 blah, blah. so eventually I was like oh well fuck it and <laughs> I didn't believe that one but I was like you know um you know I'll do the, the re-edit oh okay so I mean I was like yeah like oh, I'll just take it down obviously it's terrible blah, blah. and then you know it took a couple of people coaxing me for like a week or two to be like dude that fucking that painting was really good you should put it back up and I was like hmm um okay I sure I mean uh, 
I don't know if it's legitimately going to be good because you know, like these people say this thing, and they're like, and they're like, dude, you know, absolutely, those people like they have no idea what you're trying to accomplish. They have no idea about what a production value paintings like and what actually working within a studio is like and the quality of the deliver so quickly. So, you know, photo bashing is a totally legitimate technique. For And like for years and years and years, I saw professional artists like struggle with that immensely, either using reference or using 3D models for their paintings. Like they were absolutely hounded. Like one person I know, particularly um, Suzanne Helmig, like who is an amazing artist, so, so talented. I've been following her forever. Um, when she put out a... A kind of step by step of this painting she drew. Um, I think it was a, it was like a, it was a skeleton lying down holding a sword, but she posed an actual skeleton in three D and took a snapshot and then painted over that. And people like ripped in her so hard they were like, "You can't use three D for this. Uh, it's not even, it's not even properly done because you're using three D as a as a crutch. You know, oh, you're a terrible artist because you're using reference." I was like, "Oh my god!" And this was someone who'd been working in the industry for years. And I was like, well, I stand no chance because like, if I have to do that, people are just going to kill me. So the whole just of this is that, you know, I think now I'm starting to come around to the idea of like absolutely categorically everybody. And, you know, the stuff I will make is for me and me are fucking alone. And, you know, if studios want to hire me because of the stuff I make, fantastic. I just want to make stuff that I love and I want to do things I love and I want to go back to just loving art and having a good time doing it because oh my god me so many times I've made things and I've been like well this person's not going to like this and then they're going to talk about this and I talk myself into a grave like I talk myself into just almost deleting and just throwing stuff in the bin or deleting you know it's like somebody who which I used to hate but I ended up doing it myself where people would you know, draw really amazing stuff um, in their sketchbook. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you'd be looking through their sketchbook going, oh, where was that really awesome thing you drew? And they're like, oh, that, or I tore it out of my book and threw it in the trash. And I'm like, dude, what the actual, like, why would you throw that stuff in the trash? It was so good. Um, and, you know, people just have this whole thing set up in their head that, um, especially sketchbooks, right? Sketchbooks are supposed to be places where you fail and fail hard, and then you go to like Photoshop. You know, obviously you do the good stuff then. But you know, I see people being so, especially students, being so precious with their sketchbooks. Um, and yeah, um, it's 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 difficult because you know, with art station, with social media, with a lot of these forms, there's so many people that are afraid to post stuff now because they're so afraid of people giving them negative comments. I mean, I this was a whole talking point I think only a week or two ago when on the 10,000 hours forum on Facebook Justin Fields who started 10,000 hours on his lunch break this was a, a thing he just started by hobby um, you know he started 10,000 hours with the intent of professionals being able or people who were artists posting stuff up and getting feedback genuine you know feedback but then recently someone posted a, a, I forget I think it was an Iron Man or a Captain America 3D model, uh, like a ZBrush model, and like a hundred percent, it was somebody who was beginning, who had just started using it. Sure, it wasn't like you know an amazing triple A level sculpt, but like you know the proportions were there. You had a head, you had arms, you had hands, and rather than critique it properly or give genuine feedback, there was a lot of people who had put like a laughing emoji, and there's a lot of controversy about like 
or because we put a, a laughing emoji where like criminals now. So to those people, I've got to say this. You, because if you're going to laugh at somebody like that, like why even be on 10,000 hours? And people were actually fighting with Justin, the guy who invented it, and telling him that like, oh, he's being like, you know, um, you know, this is this is too extreme and, and how can you judge us on a laughing emoji? We weren't even being like, we weren't being harsh. Um, but there were also people putting really harsh comments, like the stuff was terrible. Um, and yeah, like the guy at the time, I think it was Max, or I can't remember the guy's name, but he then you know, obviously has posted since and good on him. You know, he's not afraid now to keep posting stuff, but you know what, man, the internet is just full of, you know, some of the worst type of people sometimes. It, it, it makes just, I've seen people who I know who are even, you know, <laughs> this is just like going back to video games. I've seen people who are like genuinely super nice people. Um, I mean, I've, I've I've done it on occasion, but like I'm not talking to the levels. I've seen some people, like I've said to people, oh, you're an asshole or go away, blah, blah. But um, I've seen some people play some like competitive shooters like Overwatch or Rainbow Six Siege and just be like absolutely unbelievably toxic to people. And I think those things, inherently because they're competitive, but also because they're shooters, so they're quite violent. So yeah, they, they do bring out sometimes the worst in people. There was an article actually about how, you know, Trump had talked about recently where, um, you know, violent video games cause violence, which I totally disagree with, that there is no founded merit on that whatsoever. Um, also, yeah, I've played video games all my life. It's never made me violent. Um, but then there was a counter article where somebody had said, violent video games don't make people violent, but it does encourage hate. So that I kind of, kind of, I kind of agree with because you know yourself you've been playing a game like league or dota or overwatch or siege or counter-strike or a lot of those different types of games and a lot of the younger audiences are people who play those games who are don't really have a lot of worldly experience well, mostly because adults don't have time to play those types of games <laughs> of course i still do what does that say about you gordon anyway um but yeah they they can be really really toxic and use really offensive language and say things, you know, like like the N-word and a lot of different things where, you know, I mean, PewDiePie's done it in the past. And, you know, I think it's just, you feel sometimes like you're invulnerable behind your keyboard and you'll have no repercussions for what you say. So it encourages people just to be hateful all the time. And a lot of these kids who will go on these, these, these games and talk about, hateful speech or, or say hateful things are usually people who are victims of hate speech themselves who have been you know bullied at school or picked on for being geeky so when they get home you know they rant on other people to try and feel better which is basically which is basically bullying because you know when you look at it bullies generally are bullies because they are facing some type of hardship themselves you know they're getting beat at home they've got step parents maybe who you know and i'm not saying step parents all step parents are bad of course i'm not i'm just saying you know i've seen cases where people have been raised by other dads or mums and there's been a lot of violence in the home so then they project that violence on other people that's why they beat people up at school so you know this is a bigger can of worms that we can get in like half an hour but what i'm saying basically is that um there's a lot of toxicity on the internet and I think the less you expose yourself to that stuff and the more you just try and stay above it, the more chance you've got to making awesome stuff um, with your art. Because I think for art to flow from a good place, you need to be in a good place. And I, 
obviously you know there are people who draw from a lot of negative energy to make art and make really awesome art that's totally valid um but also i think you know for a lot of people if if you seep into that negative um mind mindset or you know that negative way of thinking then it can in essence discourage you from doing really great things which is where i think you know like i said a lot of my stuff has probably went wrong or has, has been difficult because like i said back when i first started my first gaming channel i didn't care what people thought of me i didn't care who saw my stuff i just cared that i made it and put it out there and i was proud of it it was the same with twitch right because i tried to stream like hardcore on twitch when it first came online i think 2012 13 um and i was like no one of the first people on there but like maybe within the first year of it launching as twitch like the gaming thing i was on it and i was trying to stream constantly and use it as a platform maybe to make some money or you know do something creative on it and yeah within i think six months i had basically left it because there were so many people like in real time being absolute dicks to me and i just couldn't take it anymore i just couldn't put up with it um it was really depressing it was making me horribly sad it was making me feel crap about myself so yeah i eventually left twitch because it was just too painful to be in there anymore so yeah the internet's toxic uh my takeaway from this is that i need i need to try and be in it less and focus more on work um 100 um i've ranted for a bit guys but i just want to test this out and see what you thought and you know give a little feel out to think you know what you think of these episodes if you want me to do more of this kind of stuff but um if you have any comments please leave them down below please let me know what you think um and as always um i love all you guys stay positive if you want me to critique anything or look at any in your work just leave it down below i'll help as much as i can and uh with that yeah see you later guys love you all bye